Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Peace Country Musical Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Harcourt. Uh, this week we have another amazing musician on the line, so stand by and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of Peace Country Musical Artist Podcast. On the line tonight is Tyson Gillette. Hello out there, everybody. How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing very well, man. Thanks. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Just basically did my schooling here and played hockey and did some rodeo and yeah, not a real dad was into cereal crops for a while and then he got into cattle and it's just farm boy stuff, I guess. Nice. Nothing too interesting. It's just your basic upbringing for this part of the country. Lots of hockey. Hockey was a big part of our upbringing. Dad was running all over the country and. And if you're if you're from Canada, you should know how to play hockey. Absolutely. Uh, is uh, your background um, in music? How old were you when you first got the music book? I was probably pretty young. My mom was best friends with Janice Dye in high school, and she was with Dwayne Bjorklund. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Steele now, as everybody knows, and so there was always music around and then there was the Battenson boys too like Mickey was a huge influence and Jamie and there was always campfire music and stuff going on there was weekend music there was so I think I always was drawn to music from an early age yeah is the rest of your family musical or is it just you yeah mostly I mean like I said we'd we'd go camping and we'd sit around the fire and dad would pick on the guitar and he'd sing and my brother plays dialing and my sister plays Kyla and Riley he tinkers a little bit too. He he probably would say he's not musical, but he I think is you know, if he put some time and effort into it, he is actually a musical person. So I I think it it's Runs in the family. Dad's mom and dad both played. He was a fiddle player and harmonica, and grandma played the keys and accordion. And so there is a history, I guess, on that side. Mom's side, not so much. No. On the Peterson side, there wasn't a bunch of uh, music there. But So just basically all on the Gillette side then? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, mostly. That I know of, anyway, unless there's cousins and stuff on mom's side that that do but not that i'm aware of well daryl plays doesn't he a little bit yeah yeah daryl did he he actually played in one of our groups years ago too right right that's right too yeah so what uh what is your favorite kind of music well it would definitely be country not new country like i don't i don't believe that the country we hear on the radio today should even be called country it should have its own class of like rap, pop or rap country stuff. or something. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, you know, the old Merle, that kind of country. Yeah. 90s country. I love that too until it really got poppy. But I like the old rock and roll too, like 70s, Steve Miller band. You know, the old rock and roll was good. I love that as well. Yeah. But if I had to pick one, it would definitely be, it would be country. Nice. Who's your favorite artist then or, or group? That's a tough one. There's so many that are an influence. If I had to pick one, it would probably be Randy Travis for an artist, and the group would probably be the Eagles. It was because there's Brooks and Dunn, and there, I mean, there's so many 
groups and duos through the years that were awesome too. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm finding that the Eagles have been a, a a large influence for the musicians around here. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. doubt that. Their their structure is so good, and they're such good songwriters, and they their composition, the way they put their music together. It's they were just really good at what they did. Out of, out of everybody, who who is your idol? Who is the one that uh, you wanted to emulate? songwriting singing and playing guitar there again i think randy travis i spent a lot of time just even from a young kid growing up listening to his music and his writing and he had so many songs that went number one like he was he could relate on an emotional level or a fun level he had he just across the board was good at what he did yeah but i'd have to i'd have to probably say him on a popular level, like a famous professional level, on a local level, you know, you had like Brock and Horse was huge. Yeah, they sure and were. The, the Battinson boys. Like I remember sitting on stage as a little guy, just sitting in front of the speaker, and I wouldn't move. I loved it. I, the stage <laughs> was the place to be, man. It was <laughs> where the exciting stuff was happening. Yeah. So, so them kind of local guys were probably even more of an influence than the professional level was i would say well that's because they were they were easier to reach right they were easier to be around well and that's the thing you could relate to them you could talk to them you could yeah it was it was a big part of of why i'm doing what i'm doing for sure well it's good so what was your first instrument uh, growing up was it the guitar or was it uh, you know banging on a pot or what was it probably would be the drum kit uh we got a kit from Murray Bettinson, one of Dale's old kits, and then Mickey spent some time. He recorded some different beats on a cassette, and he gave it to us, and we practiced and learned that and started around with the drums. And I actually didn't pick up a guitar till I was probably 14 years old. And see, I didn't know that you played the drums. Is that right? Yeah. No I wouldn't say I'm, you know, I wouldn't write home about it, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, but that's the first first instrument me and my brother Dylan learned to play was the drums. When you were old enough to get into the bands, uh, what was uh, do you remember your first band? What was the name of it? Yeah, it would be Anglewood Overdrive. That would be with uh, the Lubrick boys, Jesse and Ricky Lubrick, and then my brother Dylan and myself. I, I remember that one. There was others through the years too, like. Uh, Gabe Voorhees come and drum for us for a while, and Dennis Blonsky, Mickey Bettinson, and Daryl Peterson. Mm -hmm. So there's a few additions later on, but the the first four was the Lubrick boys and me and my brother is what started that group. Yeah, it was good good times. It was very exciting. So do you remember where you guys first played? Your very first gig? Our very first gig. <laughs> you know, actually, I think our first ever gig was out at Woodlawn Hall. We had done a talent contest the weekend before at the Moon Saloon. Oh, and then we had so much fun at the old Moon. We uh, learned like 70 or 80 songs in a week, just three quarters. Man, our fingers were bleeding. 
<laughs> just to have this we wanted to throw a gig at the woodlawn hall so we did we charged i think five bucks at the door and it was a byob thing and mm-hmm. people showed up the place was packed and we had a good time nice that moon saloon that was in grand prairie right that was in peace river actually oh right, right. Where, uh, mr mike's is now how many bands have you been in uh, i think just the three i believe i think there was englewood overdrive mm-hmm and then after that was the Barnyard Boys. I remember that one. Ginger Meyer, Brent Irvine, Ed Luck, and myself. Mm-hmm. And currently I'm uh, part of Thickest Thieves. When did you guys play last? I think we did a wedding west of Peace River. Early summer. Last summer, I think, was the last one we did. Before the lockdown, or we're back in 2019. No, this was during the lockdown. Oh, during lockdown. Oh, well, we snuck one in there. <laughs> nice. I wish we could sneak a few more in, but it's a little difficult. Yeah, yeah. There's too many watchdogs. It is, but it's it's amazing how you think a little bit of time off is going to be okay and good, and then you realize, man, I'm really missing this. Everybody is missing it, man. It's it's crazy. Everybody. Thick as thieves. You guys did a video for the town of Fairview. What that was for uh, Canada Day celebration, or what was that for? Yeah, yeah. We usually well, what started that whole thing was we were gonna play the Summer's End Festival. Yeah. And uh, of course, with all this stuff going on, they canceled that, and then they brought up this whole internet thing and. We thought right on, yeah, let's do that. And then we ran into another roadblock because we couldn't we couldn't do covers because it was a video. If it was audio only, they could have got away with doing just putting the covers out and whatever. But yeah, seeing how it was audio, we couldn't do it that way. So we ended up scrounging up. I think we did ten or eleven originals that we all kind of had in our back pocket for a few years and. I had never really played them together, but we threw it together and did it that way. And, and it was a really great experience. It was a lot of fun. Well, I, re- I remember watching the video, too, on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, that was recorded with a drone, wasn't it, for the most part? Yeah. Yeah, they had drones and stationary in there as well. Nice. It was actually up in the loft of uh, Green Hills Barn. And we were supposed to have both ends open so the drone could like fly through and do flybys and all right, yeah, and whatever. But it, the weather was so crappy, it was so windy, and it was kind of spitting on and off, so it didn't really turn out that way. But I, I think it turned out okay. It was still a lot of fun, and it really got the creative juices flowing again for quite a few of us doing them originals and remembering how much fun that is too, right? So yeah, that kind of sparked my my passion for writing and, and tackling the original side a little more too. Well, and speaking about uh, your writing and original side, um, is is that what you had to do for that singing contest that you won down in Grand Prairie? What was that, uh, 2019? Yeah, yeah, for the Stompede. Yeah, that was uh, Peace Country Artist Spotlight. They took original applications. You had to to do an original song and submit it and then they put it through i don't know how they had quite a few entries of 
people throughout the peace country, which was, I think it blew their mind because there's so many people that do this in this part of the country. And it's amazing how much talent there actually is. Like the peace country is just stocked full of people that are amazing and amazing people too. It's, it was a good experience as well. It, I made the top three and then went on to perform at the Stompede. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah, I actually got to win that one, which was awesome. It blew my mind. It, it it was a really good experience. So you get to record some songs now then too, right? Yes. Yeah, there's a two-song uh, recording contract thing that goes with that. And You haven't done that one yet, have you? I've done some of it. We haven't mastered or finished finished it yet, but I'm not in a huge rush to do that just because there's nowhere to go and uh, yeah, there's <laughs> nowhere, yeah. nowhere to go to play to support it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is okay because I want to take the time to do it right too. So it's it's okay. Well, yeah. Well, can you share what the the titles are and when when you Kind of, you're doing videos for them too? Yeah, there's a company that's out of Grand Prairie and there's another company in, out of Edmonton that wants to, they're kind of competing to see who can get it, I guess, or who I pick or, yeah, to do that side of it. And, uh, yeah, one song is called uh, Wreckage. Yeah. Actually, it was it was written by Aaron Goodwin. Oh. Living down in Nashville there, he we were chatting and, I was telling him kind of about what was going on and he said, you know, I kind of, I have a song I think would work for you. And I listened to it and I fell in love with it instantly. It's, it's a, it's a song about a couple that, that has a bad patch, something, something bad happens, busts up the relationship. And then mm-hmm. through, through all the wreckage, they find themselves again. And it's, it's just a really well-written great song. Nice. Yeah, and the other one's a little more, it's upbeat, it's more of a 90s bass, 90s feel song called Better Than You, and uh, it's catchy, it's a good tune. And that's one of your originals? Actually, Aaron collaborated on that one too, and uh, there's another one, I'm not sure if I'm going to use that one or or uh, one that I wrote, that I won the competition with, Yeah, called In Your Eyes, I wrote it for my wife, it's... It's a it's a personal song, obviously, and it means a lot, and I, I like it, so I might use it as well or instead of. I'm not sure. We'll take, see what happens. Take, like said, take the leap. Do all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd, like to, I'd like to put out a full-length EP I'm kind of working on. i got about eight of them together so far, so we'll see where that goes. If I can get a couple more done by the time we're wrapping up, I might just do all ten and and put out a full length you'll see and and where are you recording these at uh, is that at uh, cdm audio and gp there yeah that's where i went originally and i might use uh maddie mckay down in calgary oh yeah as well he's got a pretty spooking studio down there and he's a real good buddy of mine maddie mckay is uh he's a lead player for brett kissel oh, okay he, yeah he's won a guitar player of the year for canada like I don't know, four years in a row or something. He's he's on fire. He's just a machine right now. He's he's doing really well. They got a new little baby. And Perfect. So, and the recording side is so much fun. I never realized that. You know, I always figured it would be a good time, but it you really get to see 
how difficult it is. Like you don't, you don't just walk in and slap her down and that's good. Like there's so much involved. Oh yeah. And you don't see that until you actually get involved with the process. So the whole, the whole process has just been awesome. It's been a great platform ever since I won that thing in Grand Prairie. It's really, it's really expanded me as an artist and it's, it's continuing to do that all the time. So let's hope it springboards you into stardom so we can, uh, you know, I'll get an early yeah. autograph, so it'll be worth something someday. Well, and that's everybody always <laughs> joked about that, but it's that's not even really my end game. My end game is just putting out music that I like to do, and that, I and that you you're know, proud of. Exactly. Yeah, it's more about that than any kind of recognition or stardom, for sure. It's not. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that's ever been a part of what's driven me to play music is the the popularity thing or the the notoriety the look at you or I like none of that's important to me. I, I just really enjoy doing what we do. Well, and you know how that is. It's yeah. And you're, you know, your family, your band is your, your family and you're just, there's a tightness and a camaraderie there that you don't get doing other stuff. No, that's true. Like your coworkers, yeah. they'll, they'll never, they don't understand what, what you go through as a musician, right? Exactly. And, and no. they don't know that bond that, uh, you know, you have with, say, your your piano player who does backup harmonies to you. Yeah, yeah. Right? It, 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 we are a, a one-of-a-kind breed. So out of all of these years of playing, what what's your favorite memory, or, or do you have a favorite memory? Of playing? Yeah. Or a, a, it's just like your uh, your favorite memory in in general. What's something that really stands out in your mind? You know, one that probably stands out for me the most would be uh, my sister's wedding. She got married in '07, mm-hmm. and I actually phoned the Lubrick boys and got they drove back up north here, and we practiced in Uncle Wally's shop, and didn't tell her any of this, and then. Uh, <laughs> Englewood Overdrive ended up playing her wedding, and it it just totally blew her away. And I think that part of it, and having the band back together and just having a great time, was it's probably one of the number one memories I think of throughout the years. I don't know. There's there's a lot. There's yeah. I mean, it's always a good time, but that's probably one that sticks out the most. Got any? Because it was for my sister, and yeah. You got any uh, any stories, uh, you know, on on your trips or anything? Anything funny happen? <laughs> Nobody got left behind at a gig or something. Oh, probably wanted to leave some people behind sometimes. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a story for another day. <laughs> yeah. Better not stick my. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if there was one famous musician that you could play for or play with for one set on the, say, the biggest stage, say you're playing out at Wembley over in Europe, who would it be? Dead or alive? Dead or alive? Yeah. Well, would be the original Eagles. Oh, with Glenn Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry was still around, and yeah, Yeah. I think it was probably... I have to say them, I would say, yeah. 
So what's uh, what's a couple of their favorite songs that you would like to play with them? Well, take it easy's got to be on there. Oh yeah, and it's it's one of those songs that I've done ever since I've started playing, and I haven't never got sick of it. And that says something because there's so many songs that, oh man, like Dust on the Bottle and Sweet Home Alabama, and I mean you can't take nothing away from them. Songs are great songs, but you yeah. know how it is—you play them over and over. You just get so sick of them, and I think Take It Easy is one that I don't really get sick of playing. And Peaceful, Easy Feeling yeah, that's probably a, another one like that. That's a good one, too, yeah. Yeah. But there again, they had so many, so many good tunes. Well, I think this is a good idea. I think it's, uh, it's a good outreach for people to find out a little bit more about the artists and musicians that are in their area and well yeah like that thing about when uh, you said the first instrument uh, you played was the drums i did not know that yeah and, and you said your brother dylan is he's playing he's still still doing the music thing too right he is yeah he's living down in sylvan lake he kind of plays around the calgary edmonton red deer area yeah a few more venues down there to play there is actually i got to go down we went to vancouver this summer and on our way back he actually texted me and he said what are you up to i said i'm on my way back from vancouver why he said well i got a gig tomorrow night in uh, red deer do you want to play and i said yeah absolutely so i got to play with him for the first time and oh man it's been years long time and that, was just a, that was a blast yeah because it, i don't know there's something about family right like the harmonies are just that much tighter and well you grew up together singing together too right so true enough yeah yeah so, so it was it was awesome that was a lot of fun too perfect yeah i sure hope this bs wraps up soon so we can get back out there and enjoy doing what we love doing oh i hope so too well thank you for joining me tonight for the show and i hope everybody enjoys it i hope you had a good time well, I appreciate it too, and I hope uh, I hope we can be doing it for the listeners soon. That's it for another episode of Peace Country Musical Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Harcourt, and join me next time when we interview another amazing musician from the Peace Country. Thank you, and bye for now. <laughs>